Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Well, are we all in for a treat today? I am so, so excited if you can't hear in my voice and so honored by our amazing guest and friend today. We have the one, the only Emma Mae Jenkins or Emma Mae McDaniel, her new married name on the podcast today. She is such a ray of sunshine and joy. Today, we're both talking about newlywed advice. We are both fairly newlyweds. Emma, at this point, has been married about seven, eight months and Michael and I are almost, or at this time, so close to our first year wedding anniversary. And so we're kind of talking about everything that God has taught us through marriage, the hard things. Yes, we're going there. The good things, the really sanctifying things, just all the advice for those who are getting married or really just desire to get married. We're not discounting anyone, no matter what relationship status you are. Also, at the end, we're talking about some wedding planning advice from Emma's heart and mine to yours. Just some tips and tricks that have helped us when we were planning our wedding, because although it's such a fun time, it can be pretty stressful. Other people's opinions can be loud. And just to remind you how to keep Christ at the center of this awesome, awesome day. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Emma. Please make sure to leave a rating and review of the show too on your way out. Screenshot this episode and tag me and Emma if you loved it. We would love to see it on Instagram. Okay, here we go. 
Hi, sweet Emma McDaniel. Oh my gosh, that's so fun to say. <laughs> I was just talking to my husband before we hit record and he's like, who are you interviewing? I'm like, Emma Mae Jenkins. I'm like, oh wait, McDaniel. So I'm, so I'm so excited about this conversation. Like seriously, I have to tell you that this is like been highly requested by everyone. They're like, okay, we need to hear Tara and Emma May. So I'm super, I'm super honored and super excited that you'd be here, Emma. So welcome to the show. If you would like to, if you could take a moment and just introduce yourself, share who you are, what you do, all the good things for people who may not know you, that would be so sweet. Oh, absolutely. Hello. I'm so thankful to be here with you. So thankful that we get to have some sweet time together. And seriously, don't stress about it at all. Even my husband, Josh. So before we got married, (laughs) he would he would call me Jenkins all the time, like just my last name. And he still he still sometimes will like when he's really trying to get my attention. He's like Jenkins. That's awesome. um, It's like my best friends. They call me Ian or they called me EMJ. Uh That was just like my nickname that they would call me. And now it's actually taken quite a while I think even still to change it now it's like EMM (laughs) so it takes a while I think just to get adjusted because you've been calling yourself something for all of your life entire life and then it's changed in literally a moment oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) crazy so yeah even my husband does that so you're you are okay um (laughs) But yes, so my name is Emma um, or Emma May. I go by both. Um, I'm 22 years old, which is so fun. It's my T-Swift year and it is the best. And I love the Lord and I love people and I love life so much. And I'm so thankful for for who God is and for his word. And I'm so crazy passionate about telling the world who he is and who they are in him. And um, just some fun facts about me. I'm a senior at Liberty University and my major is Christian leadership, church ministry with a focus in women's leadership. Mm -hmm. And it has been so fun. And what's so cool though, is that I've been doing this ministry that is also my job since I was 17 years old. And so So I didn't really, I know it really is cool. It is not something I planned or thought (laughs) that that, this would be where I am, but by the grace of God, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And what's so fun is I didn't come to college necessarily for the purpose of building my resume or getting a degree so that then I could go get a job. But I've been doing my job throughout my whole time here and just learning how to do it better, learning mm, how to good. teach the word better, learning how to love people better, learning how to be just more of who the Lord has called me to be. It's been so mm-hmm. sanctifying and I'm just so thankful. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. I just love God and love people and <laughs> my name's Emma. <laughs> Those are the most important things to know about her. Oh, so sweet. And you live it out so well. Love God, love people. So exciting that you're on your senior year, though. I bet, like, it's been amazing, but I bet you're just so excited, too, about the next stages and everything. And Liberty is so awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. I have definitely found my community there, like mm-hmm. people I'm doing life with every day, and I'm so thankful. And and yes, I am in no way, shape, or form rushing this season away because it's such a cherished one. My husband yeah. is also a senior, so we both graduate in May. And I feel like I'll look back on this season of my life and our first year of marriage in college, living in an apartment, doing classes and work, and 
I'll cherish it for the rest of my life. And at the same time, I am pumped about this adventure of what life is going to look like after college that we get to experience together. So I'm pretty stoked. That's amazing. And it's coming so soon. It'll be here before you know know it. It's crazy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Side note, I mean, we'll maybe talk about this later in the episode since it's all about newlywed advice and all the things. But like, it's just so cool to see how God like – does different things with different people's relationships as far as timing because there's so many people who say, wait until this age or wait until you're done with this or that. And like really it's just what comes down to like like listening to the Lord and like seeing what he has for your relationship and the timing. And so it's so cool to be able to see you and Josh like, you know, married and like finishing up school and God is still like so blessed that, you know, I think that's just such a cool testimony of like God's timing is perfect, you know? (laughs) Praise God. I agree. And I I love that you said, listen to the Lord, because some people, like, you're seeking out wisdom, you're seeking peace and pursuing it, and that comes to the conclusion of, you know what, me and my, like, ladies who are listening, me and my boyfriend and fellas who are maybe tuning in, that would be Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Your girlfriend, (laughs) like, it may not be time to step into that season of engagement and get married during college. And for others like Josh and I, we sought out financial advice. We shot, we Mm -hmm. sought out godly counsel. We prayed together. We, and we genuinely had peace that, yep, it's not like rushing for us Mm -hmm. to step into this season now. And because of that, like it has been awesome, but you can't look at it as a cookie cutter plan because it isn't everybody's story. It isn't everybody's journey. (laughs) Yes. 100%. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Um, just looking back now being married, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, I'm excited to talk about all the things though. Oh, me too. (laughs) I just, it's fun to share this season and it's going to be really fun to share this with our friends here listening. Like literally just disclaimer, like no matter where you find yourself in your relationship status, whether it's, you know, single, dating, engaged, married, like literally whatever. Um, this conversation is for all of us. And Emma and I were just talking earlier. We're like, we want this to be like a sister conversation for all walks of life. And just, we're really excited to share that with you. Um, so that's just a little disclaimer, but Emma, before we jump in, cause I know we're already like giving advice already. We're like, okay, <laughs> we need to like get into it. But before we do, um, I love, love, love to ask my sweet friends on the podcast, the favorite things that they're loving or like a favorite thing they're loving. I like, I keep saying this in every episode, but like literally YouTube, like favorites videos have been my favorite thing to watch. Like I just want to see what people love. And so (laughs) I want to know what Emma Mae McDaniel is loving right now, because I'm sure if we don't know about it, we're going to want to try it. So, (laughs) oh, I love this question so much. And I have, okay, there's so many things I feel like I could say, but the first thing that came to my mind is sourdough bread. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. I, okay. So I started this past summer baking bread, just your like super simple classic, like bread that, I mean, super simple. And for Christmas, my aunt Katie, she bakes bread all the time as a stay-at-home mama with four kiddos and Ooh, it's wow. just so cool. And for Christmas, she got me starter for sourdough. And for those of you who don't know like the ins and outs of sourdough, I didn't really know what starter was either. So mm, you're yeah. kind of in good company as I'm figuring it out too. <laughs> but she got me some starter. And last week I made my very first loaf of sourdough bread and oh it is so fun. And starter is something that you like keep 
you have to feed it um, in order to keep it alive and healthy. And um, so you do that like very consistently. And yeah. my Aunt Katie told me that, of course, you have to name your starter. Like you're literally <laughs> establishing this relationship and That's it's going to impact the health and quality of your bread. And so for the, I was thinking of bread and therefore I was thinking of names that started with B. And <laughs> yeah. so my starter's name is Beatrice. And, <laughs> <That's so cute. laughs> and I'm literally in love and I'm just thinking of like I'm dreaming a little bit and how whenever me and Josh have kids later down the road and like I want sourdough to kind of be a thing like yeah every week we have grilled cheese night and it's with sourdough or like mom's gonna pop out some cinnamon rolls and it's sourdough cinnamon Mm. rolls like I don't know and it's also really therapeutic for me like it just brings a lot of joy to to bake and also to share it with other people like Josh loves it and so so it's it's been a really fun thing for me (laughs) I love that I literally can relate so much like baking (laughs) cooking is so therapeutic I haven't gotten into sourdough starts yet but I might need to like we need to talk after this because like I need all the tips um (laughs) like how to do it because like literally everyone like everyone like on social media like in my church circles like my friends like everyone's trying it and so I definitely need to get on this strain and or actually maybe sourdough is like better for you as far as like some kinds of bread so like maybe it won't be bad I'm like this could be a bad obsession I'm just I'll be like making bread (laughs) all the time if I get started (laughs) it's so good you literally know what goes into it because you're cooking it in your kitchen and yeah I think everybody is doing it I think it kind of became a thing whenever quarantine yeah began because Mm -hmm. everybody was at home and so you're figuring out okay what are we gonna do yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that and I'm going to need to try it or we just need to all scour it. Pinterest and then if you make a sourdough starter and you name it, you need to tag Emma on Instagram stories Please. and tell her – Tell us. I want to know too. Yeah, tag me. I want to know what you named your sourdough starter. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be the best. That would make my week. <laughs> that is so sweet, so fun, and I literally – it's just such a homey and cozy thing to do. Even if, like, you're not good at cooking, I just think to try something, it's so, so fun and relaxing because it's, like, not normal, you know? Exactly. I agree. I love it. I love it. That was such a fun, <laughs> fun favorite, but – Okay, as we were talking earlier, this episode, I'm so excited, is all about like newlywed advice, all things newly married, marriage. Emma and I are both like within like Michael and I have been will celebrate our first year wedding anniversary in like less than a month. No, wait. Aww. A month? Yeah, a month and a few days. Yeah, yeah. So we're super close, but like we're Emma and I are both in like under that first year of marriage, which is yeah. like that newlywed time, which I would argue maybe it's even the first couple of years. I don't know. It just feels like this first year has already flown, but we're really pumped today to talk about just what that looks like for us and what God has taught us and just kind of invite you into that. And also a fun like little segment on like wedding planning because like that's super fun. Yes. But it also can be super overwhelming. So Emma, again, you're a newlywed and you and Josh have been married for like, is it like seven months now? Or correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Just a, just a hair over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So seven yeah. months. So I know a lot of people already follow you and know you guys' story, but just give us, for those listening and maybe don't know, give us a little peek into your relationship with your husband, Josh, and just what newlywed, like, day-to-day life looks like for you, how you met, all the things. Oh, 
Yes. Well, I love Josh. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like a duh, you married him, but I love him so much. He is my best friend. He is a gift of God's grace to me. And I am just so thankful to be his wife. And I'm so thankful that I get to pursue the Lord and love people by his Mm. side. It is just an honor that I never want to grow numb to because it is so special. But we met this is actually really sweet. So my dad always says, wait, I have to backtrack so people can follow. So I am not from Arkansas. I didn't move to Arkansas until I was a sophomore in high school, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm a student at Liberty, which is in Virginia. So it's about 15 to 16 hours away from home um, to go to college. And my dad always says, you went 15 minutes or you went 15 hours away to find um, your husband who lived three minutes down the road from you. Wow. And I will kind of share a little bit of what he means by that. So I grew up moving a lot. But like I said, my sophomore year of high school, my family moved to Arkansas and I moved three minutes down the road from Josh. Did not know it did not meet him. Wow. And he went to a private Christian school. I went to a really big, like the biggest public high school in our area. Mm-hmm. And so Josh followed me on Instagram um, during that time because that was um, a little, that was whenever a lot of things were going viral and the Lord was just expanding territory to share his his love and his heart with more people. And so through that, um, word through the grapevine, oh, this new girl's in town and she's got a lot of followers or she knows yada yada or however mm-hmm. it was that my name got around. Um, Josh ended up hearing it, even though we didn't go to the same school. And he followed me on Instagram. Fast forward, it's now senior year of high school. I've still never met him, have no idea who he mm, is. Wow. Um, never even heard of his name before. Um, and there were a lot of reasons that I should have. I mean, first off, we live three minutes down the road from each yeah, other. Yeah. Second, his dad was the pastor at a church in the area, and I spoke to a youth to their youth group, and that night Josh just happened to not be there. Like there were so many oh, things wow. that we just but we never met. And senior year, because Josh had followed me on Instagram, he had saw that I was going to Liberty where he was considering going. And that was really Mm -hmm. rare because it's so far from Arkansas and not a lot of people were going. And so because my high school was so big, so many students from different high schools around the area would come to our dances. Mm -hmm. And so Josh was at our homecoming dance and he um, initiates a conversation with me and he's like, Hey, I think I may be going to Liberty too. And it was (laughs) from that conversation. Um, that was a year before we started dating, but it was from that conversation that we started to get to know each other because we were going to the same college. Um, and then, I mean, I feel like I'm, if you can't tell, I'm like such a detailed person. (laughs) I love it. I love the details so much. Um, so I could share a whole lot more with you guys. And so for those of you listening, if you want to hear more of the details, because I do share them. Um, me and Josh actually <laughs> shared it on my YouTube page of how our journey began. So you should totally go check it out. I think it will bless you as you just seek the Lord and hopefully it will encourage you. But um, so yeah, we started dating freshman year of college at Liberty. And that was so sweet because I the dating scene was not my scene. 
growing up. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I just never thought that like it would happen as quick as it did going into college. I was the first in my friend group to enter into a relationship, first in my friend group to get engaged, first in my friend group to get married. And all of that was like, whoa. And (laughs) I learned and grew so much from it. It stretched me. It challenged me. It sharpened me in the Lord. And um yeah, I, you can totally ask more questions if you want me to go into any of that. But yeah. I love Josh so much. And I think it's so sweet that God knew I needed my teammate when I needed him. Mm. I could have met him sophomore year. Right. But God is such a protector of hearts. And mm. um, Josh, I know he would be okay with me saying this, but Josh has told me that, Emma, if we had met or dated um, in high school, like I would have hurt you. Like mm. we, it just wasn't a time where yeah. God needed needed us to meet. And so right. I just, I guess that that's a really big message I want to hone in on to this part of the podcast to those listening is trust the Lord. And I feel like this yeah. is a theme actually that's already been stated, but trust him in his timing, trust yeah. him that his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts are greater than your thoughts. And he truly does have your best interest in mind and he doesn't settle on you and you lack no good thing in him. Mm. So rest secure that if you think something should be happening and it's not as you're seeking the Lord, just know that Mm -hmm. he sees the grander scheme of things and don't lean on your own understanding in that he is making your path straight, even when Mm. it may not feel like it. That is beautiful. I love it. You know, we lack no good thing. You're so right. In Christ, we lack no good thing. I literally just like an hour or two ago, like popped on my Instagram stories because like I was at my OB. This is – I'm going to make this story short, but I was at my (laughs) baby appointment. I was at my 34-week baby appointment and I was sitting there and, you know, I was waiting for my doctor to come in and I was just thinking about – the women that want children someday or the women that are struggling with infertility. And so I was just praying for them while I was sitting there on the, on that waiting table. And like, don't worry, this, well, this will make sense in a second, but like I was <laughs> thinking about those women. Cause I know a lot of people either in social media or in my own life that are struggling with infertility in particular. And there's a lot of times where we have these really tough moments or waiting moments in our lives, whether that be like what you said, Emma, of like just really wanting to be in a relationship, but just struggling with God's timing, struggling to trust him. But then I just was thinking when I was praying is that God never holds out on us. But I think a lot of times what we believe should be the best time, what we believe should be the best method of God bringing about our desires. It doesn't always happen that way. And it no. always happens according to God's purposes and God's timing. But for to you know, for us to be encouraged that, you know, we should never shut the door on what God has planned because it can be extremely different than what we thought. It could be what we thought. Most of the time it's not what we think and it's not in our timing. Um, but just to be really open to what he has because it's I don't know, there's there's verses in countless and countless of passages in the Bible that says that God's ways are higher than our ways, right? Yeah. And so it's so comforting, Emma, just to hear about your story even. Like again, like you said, you could you guys could have met like because you had so many reasons to, you know, to really like overlap in your lives even before you started, you met, you know, in college, but God was like, no, like you could have, but like I had a divine reason. We may not know that reason. Like God may never tell you or Joshua why, but he, you've seen it play out because you trusted him and you waited on him. And so I think that is such a good encouragement, Emma. So thanks for sharing that. 
Wow, you are welcome. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's so, so cool to be reminded of this. Again, it's like not easy, but I think it's so, so awesome to know. I mean, if you need to repeat that, that you lack no good thing in God and that he – I mean, he's giving us good things here and now and then also in the future. So I love that. I love getting to hear you guys' story and definitely will like link the video and everything so people can hear more about that because I just think testimonies are powerful of like people walking through whatever it may be, but specifically, you know, in this of just like dating and waiting and singleness and any of that kind of stuff, it's really hopeful to hear from other people. So that is amazing. I also wanted to talk a little bit about maybe some of the lessons that God has been teaching you and Josh over the last like seven-ish months or so of marriage and like any that maybe like really stick out to you because there are some powerful things that we learn in marriage. Yes. And I love that you are using the word learn because (laughs) I know that some people, a lot of people pick a word for the year that they want Mm, to focus on and grow in and um, maybe even look more like that word, Mm -hmm. whether it be joy or, or purpose or like just awesome words that are so good to lean into. And I love that. And for some reason, it was just really impressed on my heart to pick a word whenever I became a wife. And so mm-hmm. I have a wife word that will be a, I, I really believe will be a lifelong word. Yes. And my wife word is learner. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> yes. So in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will mm-hmm. give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Mm-hmm. For I am gentle and humble at heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I love how Jesus says to learn from him. And I think that learning is a lifelong process, but I think that we miss out on the joy of learning whenever we refuse to have grace for ourselves. Mm, Because if we expect ourselves to know how to do everything, and if we have this unrealistic standard to live out everything perfectly, to know exactly what we're doing and to see everything through to the T, every I dotted and every T crossed, Hmm. then we're going to be robbed of a lot of joy and a lot of laughter and a lot of growth because we refuse to let ourselves be learners and to acknowledge that we don't know it all. Yeah, I think that that honestly applies to any season of life, but I've seen that to be true in marriage because I think for some odd reason, we can expect ourselves to walk into a season we've never been in, into a role we've never had, and into a (laughs) setting that we've never known, Mm -hmm. and yet know how to navigate it like we've done it our whole life. And it will... Like that's just so unrealistic and and it's, there's no room for grace in that. And so I can sometimes be super hard on myself and I really believe that the Lord is stripping that from me. And one of the things that he is, one of the things he's using to do that is Emma, I want you to enjoy learning. And for you to enjoy learning, you have to acknowledge that you don't know it all. Because if you knew it all, you'd have nothing to learn. And I think marriage is a lot more fun whenever you let yourself learn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it allows you to have more grace for your spouse too, because they don't know it all either. They're figuring it out right alongside you and to have grace for yourself and for them. I think it makes the journey together a lot more fun. And 
something else that I wanted to share is it's a little topic on stubbornness. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so I can – people may not know this about me except for the people who are, like, close to me, but I can sometimes be super stubborn. And <laughs> what I mean by that is if something happens – and I honestly think it goes back to grace, but if something happens that didn't go how I thought it would in the sense of I messed up on something mm-hmm. or I let somebody down or I said something in the way that I, I wish I hadn't or or fill in the blank. It's all it's something in regard to imperfection messing up. Um, I can let it rob my entire day. Like, right. you know how, I don't know if you're like this, but if a finger, like if you've gotten your nails done and one of your nails chips off, and then because one nail is chipped off, you have to chip off all the others. Like, right. Yes. <laughs> that's how I am, like, in life. Like, and I – it's not good. Like, I am so thankful that I am learning how to daily surrender this because that's what will happen in my day is if one thing is messed up, if I mm. let – if I mess up one conversation or if I do some one thing poorly, then it's not like, okay, let's regroup. It's just 9 a.m. It's like, right. no, my whole day's gone. I guess we got to start over tomorrow. Mm, and wow. yeah. that is so not of the Lord. I truly yeah. believe that that is not what God has intended for us. And so what I mean by stubbornness is that's an unhealthy stubbornness. That is a refusal. Like I reject any possibility or opportunity that this day could work out or this mm. day could it be enjoyed. And something that my mom actually challenged me in is to steward my stubbornness for good because Mm. stubbornness in and of itself is not bad, but it's how you steward it. And if I, what if I were to be stubborn for good things? What if I were to refuse Mm, to let that rob my joy? Mm. What if I were to refuse to let that rob a conversation? What if I were to refuse to let that steal my day and all of the things that God has filled it with? Like, What if I allowed my stubbornness to be used to refuse to let the enemy plant lies in my mind or refuse to let myself get in the way of good good things that God is wanting to show me? And so I see that in marriage all the time. Like I will be just sitting in self-pity or sitting in frustration or Mm -hmm. sitting in regret. And Josh is so good at it. And he encourages me so well. And he says, Emma, let's go. Like, let's move (laughs) forward. Like there's nothing, you can beat this bush all day long, but you're going to get nothing new out of it. Like you're Mm -hmm. just hitting the same thing and going around the same circle and there's nothing new to discover. Like there's, we've got to move forward. And so Mm. that would just be a little nugget of wisdom that I would pass on is be a lifelong learner. Let yourself acknowledge the beautiful reality that you don't know it all. And you'll enjoy learning a lot more. And also be stubborn for the good. Be stubborn in such a way that you refuse to let a day be robbed because you made a mistake. Mm, that's beautiful. I love those. And, Aww. you know, honestly, I think they, they're they so encouraging to me because they're things I need to hear. They're things that, like, I see in my own life and, like, even in my own, just as God has grown, Michael and I, in our marriage and even just personally, like, something when you were talking about, you know, we just feel like the day is ruined or you feel like, you know, stubborn for the wrong things, you know, I could find myself relating so much. And when I do that personally, 
what it reveals in me, what I've noticed, and I don't know if you can relate to Emma, is I re- I realize usually, usually it's like at the end of the day, like <laughs> it's not the quickest I realize this, but the Holy Spirit is gracious to remind me eventually. <laughs> but um, it's usually like pointing out that I am super prideful <laughs> and that mm. I am feeling like I am self-sufficient, which are yeah. pride and self-sufficiency are so opposite um, to the Christian life. I mean, we can be those things because we still struggle with sin, even as Christians, but like, that is not what God calls us to. Instead of pride, he calls us to humility. Instead of self-sufficiency, he calls us to dependency on him. And so like, I can totally relate like throughout my day when I just like, okay, this is ruined. I'm like, oh, I'm operating out of pride thinking that I control everything and that like, I have all the strength to do it. And so I think that's important to recognize like individually, but then also like in the marriage setting because it's really, really harmful. Like I'm sure you've noticed like people will tell – like people yeah. told me before I got married, they're like, like honestly, like marriage will be the most sanctifying thing. You'll you'll learn a lot about grace and humility and selflessness. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. And then you get into it and you're like, oh boy, like they were so right. Like I think those <laughs> are the biggest – Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. It's so real. They know what they're talking about. Like I think the biggest lesson I've learned, although there's so many little random ones, but like the biggest one I've learned is just grace. And it's it's more than mm-hmm. just this cliche like quote you see on Pinterest or like a cute little word that you can put up and decorate your house. It's like grace needs to permeate every area of our lives. And for me in marriage, I see it so much more because like even if you've dated your boyfriend for the longest time, even if you've known this person for the longest time, when you start to live together, when you're under that covenant, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but you realize a lot of things about yourself and a lot of selfishness that you have, a lot of even, like this sounds super silly, Emma, but maybe you can relate. Like I have known my husband, we've been married for almost a year, but I've known him for like a total of like almost seven, six, seven years. And yeah. And so like, I thought like I knew everything about him and then we started living together and there was like little quirks or routines that he had, right? Like already in place. (laughs) Yeah. And then we start living together and I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like, why are you doing that? You need to do it my way. Or like, I just didn't like, I, I think I was just like, I was not giving him grace, realizing that like, that's the way he he grew up or those are, those are his quirks. Those are his traits. And just like having grace for it instead of like immediately snapping is like what I've been learning a lot. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's you guys so have noticed good. that, but it's, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it so is. It it so is. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm I'm so thankful for it. Like yeah. being married um has revealed the heart of the Lord to me. It yeah. has mm-hmm. revealed how gracious God has been to me. It has revealed just so much. And I'm just so thankful that God had the idea of marriage because it's a really good idea. Yes. (laughs) And it's really cool that like he gives us everything we need. Just, I mean, my, one of my favorite passages, second Peter one, three, where, you know, we're just told that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And that includes marriage. And like, I mean, that's life in general, but it includes marriage. And so we don't have to like do it on our own, which is so, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm encouraged by that every single day. Cause like I, again, like I feel like I default a lot lot to, oh my gosh, the weight of the world is falling on my shoulders. And I'm like, no, like God is so good to remind me that 
Like it's literally not because he's given us everything. And so it's like our daily choice, whether we wake up each morning, roll out of bed and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to like, I'm going to just follow what you have laid down. Like I'm going to follow what you have already said, or I'm going to struggle and try to do it on my own, (laughs) you know? So I think that's beautiful. And it's such a blessing to be able to be a part of that in marriage, but I love those lessons. If you could share though, like if someone were to ask you, which I'm going to ask you now, <laughs> like <laughs> like one of your best pieces or like two of your best pieces of newlywed advice, um, whether that – I don't know, just like literally anything. Like what would you share for someone who is either engaged and getting ready to be married or someone who wants to be married someday? Like because there can be some tough things. Like it's literally not all ha- Hallmark movies and – just rainbows and butterflies. Like we say that all the time, but it's true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I've been so blessed with this first, you know, newlywed season this first year. And I know you have too, but there are some, some of those occasional moments where it's tough. So how would you encourage someone maybe who would ask that? Yes. Okay. I have two, two little nuggets to share. So the first one is um, something that Josh, my husband's mama, shared with me. I love her so much. I call her Mama Lori, and mm. she is like another mama to me. That's something I – oh, I just am so thankful for is her. <laughs> yes. But something that she told Josh and I in regard to communication is seek not only to be understood – but seek also to understand. That's good. And the, me and Josh pass that advice along to so many so often because it's such a good little nugget to remember in any conversation. And it so falls in line with, with James 1 where he says to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I, I'm just so encouraged in that because I think sometimes in conversations, we're so prioritizing making sure that we are heard and yeah, that we yeah. are understood and that our point is coming across, which I think is like, there's a level of that that is awesome. Like it's important to be honest and clear and make sure yeah. that like you're communicating in such a way that, that is understood. And, mm-hmm. and if not, therefore you can adjust and see how to word differently. How like, that's a beautiful thing. But whenever that's your only goal, it blocks your ability to hear the heart of the other. And then it's really not a conversation. It's just you talking. Yeah. And so to seek <laughs> yeah. to understand is to be quick to listen, to ask questions, to have a gentle answer that turns away wrath. It's mm. so, it's so, quick to love with that love is not self-seeking it is patient it is kind and I I would just that's a it's just a little nugget but I think it blesses um all people who apply it people in marriage and in friendships and in relationships with parents and in work like it just no matter who you're talking to Mm -hmm. to remember I'm gonna yes I'm gonna seek to speak clearly um and hopes to be understood but I'm also gonna seek to understand because I want them to feel heard um that's good it's really good and then also so this past weekend me and Josh were in Georgia because one of our dear friends or two of our dear friends were getting married and so Sunday morning before we left out of town we went to Passion for church and I was so encouraged because Louis Giglio um I didn't know he was in this series but he's in this series called Seek First and 
it is so it was so good he created a new like lingo and it's <laughs> kind of he was going into how like you know how we have yolo and we have WWJD and Uh we have seize the day and like all of these different sayings that people just know. Um, And his that he was like, I really would love for this to go off would be PGF. And it stands for put God first. Yeah. And that would be a piece of advice that I would give. And I'm literally just, if you want to go listen to it, you totally should. Because what I'm about to share is like a summary of his sermon. It (laughs) is so encouraging and convicting. But he was talking about like, in your relationship, put God first. In your planning, like regarding where you're going to go, when you're going to start a family, what you're going to do, that ministry you're wanting to to lean into, that business that you're wanting Mm, to start, that place that you're wanting to move. Like put God first before you text that friend, before you email that coworker, before you call that family member, Mm, put God first. And he was talking about in your fears, put God first. Because anytime I'm fearing something, he said that you are putting that you are putting something other than God first. And right. so what what if you were to put God first in the midst of being afraid and in him because he's with you and because you're seeking him first, you don't have to operate out of fear. Wow. And and in your expectations in regard to this conversation, expectations of what marriage is going to look like, expectations of what the wedding planning season and engagement season is going to look like, expectations of what of all of the details that relationships hold is going to look like, put God first and how that will totally transform and be a game changer in your life. Because whenever you put him first, um, you can bank on the fact that he will provide and he will be faithful and you will um, never have to worry about lacking anything. I feel like we're making a full circle to the start of this conversation. Like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack no good thing in him, but I believe that whenever I put other things before him, I miss out on all of who he is because I'm not putting him first. I miss out on all that he has for me because I'm not putting him first. And Mm. so I would just encourage those things. Seek to understand, not just be understood and put God first. So, so powerful. And like, we can never say it enough. I mean, I love, I love the first one. I love the sweet relationship you have. I mean, I already see it on social media, which I know is just only a glimpse, but just how sweet your, your relationship is with with your in-laws. And like, honestly, I'm so thankful to be blessed with kind of the same relationship. And so I think that is, I don't know, I know a lot of people don't have that. And so to have that yeah. or to at least seek to cultivate that in your own life, like will be one of the most worthwhile things. I mean, family is so, so important to me and it and not even just for me, I think it should be so important just to the Christian and to, and to this life because just the way God set it up. But like, I love that from, mm-hmm. you know, Mama Lori. And I yeah. love, I love the acronym, the PGF. Again, we can't say it enough. Yeah, it's so and like, good. Come on, Louie. Come on, God. Man, it's <laughs> so, so simple, but something again, like I don't think we could ever say enough and yeah. we should never roll our eyes at. I know sometimes we're like, you know, we say it's cliche, but I'm like, it's not, or it shouldn't be right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's so, so powerful. And 
you know, you can take that with wherever you're at in your life, you know, um, as you were talking to, I was thinking about like a couple, couple nuggets too. (laughs) I love that. A couple nuggets of just newlywed advice and I'm gonna keep it pretty short and sweet, but the things that kind of stand out to me when I think of my marriage just over this last year is number one, to assume the best. Because, man, you hear this all the time. Just like assume the best, be that person that is the glass half full kind of person. But it's so true because we can be – we're so easy. I'm speaking about myself too. But we are so easy to be people that assume that everyone is out to get us. And we do that in our marriages. We do that in our most intimate relationships like with your parents or your best friends. And sometimes we start to assume the worst out of someone or that they're bringing this up about me because they want to put me down or they're doing they're doing this because they're out to get me. But what my husband reminds me all the time is like, Tara, we're on the same team. Like when we're in the middle of an argument, he's like, Tara, he's like, listen to me. We're on the same team. He's like, I may say something that you don't agree with. He's like, but I'm always thinking about how we can do it as a team together. He's like, unless it's like something super obviously wrong, like assume the best, assume that I am, or just trust that I'm following the Lord and that I'm, I'm seeking him and I, and I want to make decisions to honor him. And so I think to assume the best always, at least at the start to assume the best and that to remind yourself that if you're, you know, if you both are following the Lord, that you're on the same team, you're under the same God, you're under the same father. And I think that helps a lot because if you just I don't know. I'm speaking from experience again. When I assume the worst from my husband in something just immediately, it, you know, puts up walls of bitterness and anger and resentment. And then it shuts me off to, to any communication like you were talking about, like any healthy communication to resolve any issues. And I think it kind of leads me into my last little nugget that I wanted to share. And for me, I've just been learning as long as it depends on me, don't let things simmer. <laughs> don't let mm, that's really conflict good. simmer, right? I mean, I thought that I was going to be the person like, I don't know, like usually I'm the person that's like, okay, let's talk it out. Let's just like get it done. But there's obviously, I mean, honestly, some moments that I am like, I don't want to talk about it. And I, maybe it's just because I know I'm wrong. Maybe it's because <laughs> I feel convicted by the spirit, but there's been a lot of <laughs> arguments that Michael and I have had. And I just, I don't, I'm like, I kind of want to walk away. I don't want to talk about it. I say it's, everything's fine when it's really not. And Michael has been so good about pursuing me and saying, no, like, let, let's just do it. If we can sit down and talk and have a conversation right now. I know sometimes you work, you know, you work away from your husband or you don't have the time of the day yet, but you can later. Like, but as far as it depends on you to not let those things simmer, because man, if we're not in the right headspace, the, the enemy can really take those moments, um, that like we wait instead of um, resolving conflict, he can take those moments and really start to twist things in our heart. I know that with extra time, right? I know with extra time, like I just sit there and I think about all the ways that like I, you know, all the ways that I just disliked what he did and I start to get more bitter and angry and, and then he just works that he just uses that. And so as long as it depends on you, as far as it depends on you to, just be proactive in that because it's not easy, but it's going to be more, it's going to be most beneficial and honestly, God honoring in the end. Um, it might, you might like raise your voices. It might get kind of ugly for a while, but just to, just to, I mean, get it out in the open and to clear it up as soon as possible because man, there's a lot of opportunity for the enemy to get a stronghold there. And that's what I've learned. So that's so good. 
Communication is so important. Yeah. It's so important. And honesty is like a warm hug. What oh, Proverbs says. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and and you can do it. Again, I'm not condoning <laughs> raising your voice at all. I didn't mean that. But I'm just like, you know, I mean, sometimes you gotta get in the trenches and there's been there's been tears. I I know that we can all say there's been tears, there's been frustrations, but um I think at the end of the day, just being like, okay, Lord, I I want to get this done as quickly as possible because I want to be right with you because I don't want to keep sinning. I don't want to let the enemy um, twist my heart into bitterness and all this sin. And so I just think keeping that in the forefront, most of all, just like honoring the Lord in that I think is so, so important. But man, Emma, I love, I love those nuggets. I know we could do like a whole episode (laughs) just on like... (laughs) Like a whole like newlywed nugget episode. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like caterers from Chick Fil A, and I'm bringing in the whole tray of nuggets. I mean, like the <laughs> what, like the forty fifty count or whatever the ridiculous yes. amount is. Dude, we that's amazing and needed. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, so so good. But um, as we kind of wrap up the conversation, I wanted to see if you had any tips and tricks for the girl who is either in the thick of wedding planning right now or she is about to be engaged and is looking forward to it because I know that wedding planning, it's such a joy. I had a lot of fun, but it can also be really tough. So if you had like one or two pieces of advice for her, um, just in really any area of wedding planning, um, we would love to hear it. Yes. So as I was preparing for our time together, I actually wrote these out. And so I'm just going to share just for the sake of time. And I hope that it just rests on your heart and you can take it and be encouraged by it as you as need be. So the first one is that I just an encouragement that I received from Josh. Sometimes whenever I look at things from a 30,000 foot view and I see all of the things that I have to do, in this case, plan a wedding. There is a lot that goes into it. And if you look at it from a 30,000 foot view, it can become crazy stressful because you're aware of all that can be on the plate ahead of you. And something that I encourage you in is, yes, of course, like you're aware of the vision as a whole, but what do you have to plan today? Yeah, that's good. Are you going to get your dress today? Be fully present and even twirl in that dress. Yes. Are you going to pick out flowers? Stop and smell them for a hot Mm. second. Like, I just encourage you to take time and enjoy that that moment enjoy those details because you don't want to look back on your time planning your wedding and it was filled with so much stress because you were constantly aware of all that was to be done and Mm. you missed what you were currently doing um so that's one encouragement the second thing is a little bit more practical and that is if there is room in the budget for a wedding planner who's on the same page with your vision it's so worth it right (laughs) it is so worth it it helped me and my mom enjoy the process so much more um just because she knew what she was doing and there were some things we did not so um that's an encouragement I have practically another practical encouragement I have is identify what's super important for you to incorporate into your wedding and organize your budget in line with that so like something that was super important to me that I'm just head over heels for are flowers like I am obsessed with flowers and so that was something in our budget we like we went all out on flowers um and so the know that like there may be some things that you have to kind of 
get a little bit more on the cheaper side to save, but do that in awareness of, okay, what am I going to get that's a little bit more special? Um, that way you can just identify like what you want to splurge on a little bit mm-hmm. and you you can enjoy that splurge because you've set money aside for that splurge. Budgeting is just so huge. Um, and then, okay, these last two are not necessarily practical, but they're just more, here's some encouragement for your heart. Um, so I've talked to some of my friends who have recently gotten married and their wedding planning experience was crazy stressful. Like they were honestly super excited for it to be over just because of mm. different things that happened. And so um, I know sometimes pictures on Instagram of like all the details that could go into it, it sometimes looks like um, or portrays that you should have this expectation that it's going to be so perfect and everything's going to go swimmingly. And, <laughs> yeah. and I have an encouragement for you in that. And that is... In regard to my wedding dress, my wedding dress, I loved it, but it was not at all what I thought I was going to buy. Like just what I was dreaming up as a little girl, I didn't think that that's what I was going to pick, but that is what I just absolutely loved. Um, And I feel like that's the same with our engagement season sometimes that you think it's going to go one way and not for everybody, but for some people, people have personally talked to. It is not go how you dreamt it up to be. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you that like, even though my dress wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I loved it. And those who are going into this engagement season or who are in it, and it's not going as you dreamed it up to be. I just want to encourage you to lean into the Lord as he's always working for the good. And he's not going to let this be wasted space. Mm. Like, even if it's something you look back and it's like, man, that just really stunk. Like lean into like, how, how maybe could that be something that God is wanting to use to teach you something or how it, whenever you're going and talking with girls who are going through something similar, guess what? You're going to get to relate to them and you're going to be able to be an empathizer and an encourager to them in a way that another girl who didn't have that experience couldn't. Um, so I don't know, just lean into how God is wanting to reveal his heart to you in that, Mm. even though it's not what you thought it would be. And my last encouragement is don't make decisions based on what you're assuming others are expecting of you. You aren't planning. Yes. (laughs) That's good. Friend, you are not planning a hundred other people's wedding. You're planning yours and your husband's wedding. And there is something so peaceful and fun and free that comes whenever, yes, you are excited about everybody and you are loving hearing your family's opinions on how things should go. Um, If your entire pros and pros list is why you should do something um, is for like all the reasons that you love. And the only con is because everybody else is going to think that it's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Make the decision. Like yeah. you're going to look back and be really thankful that you planned a wedding that you really wanted um, and was something that you and your husband wanted. Um, so yeah, don't make decisions based off of fear of what people think. You'll never be thankful you made those. <laughs> Dang. Boom. Those were all so good. Those are good. <laughs> I hope it helps somebody. <laughs> oh, I know it will. And like, I literally, I, I did an episode of my podcast about some of this and like most of it was like what you shared. I Oh, yay. It, it's just, it's literally, I think the core things that just really comes down to, I know there's so many details 
else. But I think if we keep some of these things in mind, it just simplifies. And like you said, it just helps us enjoy like the, the details and um, it just really reminds us like what we're actually celebrating, not just like a huge party, but like a covenant, you know, and you can, yeah. you can make that covenant celebration a party, I'm not saying you can't, but like, I think all those steps just really help um, keep in remain intentional, you know, about what it is and fight for what you want, but also be respectful of others and all those things. Like, I think it's so important. It can be so tricky, but I mean, you're going to look back and be so glad you did it. Um, the way that you and your husband, you and your fiance wanted to, and everyone's going to love it. And it's a really weird time to plan weddings. I know I planned a wedding during a really weird time. So I I know no no matter where you find yourself (laughs) in the world, there's challenges, but, ah. Emma, I loved every Tara. Oh my gosh. I literally loved every single moment of this conversation. It was such a blessing to me. Like I learned so much from you. And like even though I'm like just I'm like a couple months ahead in marriage with a the calendar, we're we're walking through it together. Like we it are. It does not matter how long. I mean, we could have people listening to this that have been married for 30 years or five years or single. Like, there's just so much to learn from one another, which is something that like I learned. I learned that theme from your life. So I just adore you, girl, and I love you. And I thank you for this conversation and your time. Um, before we leave, um, I will have it linked. But if you'd want to share with people where they could find you online and all the things, I know it would bless them a ton. And your podcast, all the things. Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay, so on social media, on Instagram, you can find me at First Corinthians 13 underscore love. And my podcast is the Have You Heard podcast where you can find it on Apple or Spotify, also on YouTube. And my YouTube, you can find it simply through my name, Emma Mae McDaniel. So, yeah, that, that's really fun. And um, <laughs> if you're in a shopping mood for some clothes, um, my Instagram page for that is MMA Collection. So, yeah, really fun if you're in a shopping mood or wanting to get a gift for somebody. <laughs> I love that. And I'll yeah. have all linked below so you guys can just be all quick and go and find her and follow her because I know you're going to want to as soon as possible. Aww. So, oh, <laughs> Emma, thank you. I love you, sis. I'm so thankful that you're here and always touched. And I know your heart is to touch people with this conversation. And I know God is going to use that to do exactly that and exactly who he wants to. So thank you, girl. Thank you so, so much. I am so humbled and honored that you would have me on. This is a joy.